the uh, the book How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling literally changed the outcome of what looked and everybody anticipated to be the worst year we'd ever had in the camper sales industry or the campsite sales. And it was a mindset shift that changed everything. And one of the things that really caught my attention in this book, Frank Betcher uh, was a professional baseball player, had failed at that uh, because of his lack of enthusiasm, understood why he failed and turned that around and then was injured. So he was out of the baseball industry, started selling insurance, and was not doing well. Went in to quit his job. Goes in, but he's not going to quit before the meeting starts because he doesn't want to be a downer for the boss and just going to sit there and be quiet. And during the meeting, uh, the manager made the comment. He said, if you will tell your story five times a day, you cannot help but be successful. And he sat there thinking, well, wait a minute. I can do that. If all I have to do is tell my story five times a day and I'm going to be successful, I can do that. And I, I'm, I'm a, in, exhorting all of you on the call today, and you're going to see what I did this week, uh, yesterday, by telling my story. But if we will just go out today, I don't care what the story is, if it's foreclosure protection, I don't care if it's orphan benefits, either for a parent or a grandparent, uh, whatever it happens to be, whatever you zero in on, get really, really, really good at telling that story. Guys, without leads, if you'll tell that story five times a day, you can't help but be successful. There's just no way. And, and I say that because all of us are looking for the silver bullet. I don't know that there is a silver bullet in our industry, but if there is one, that's it. Because if you'll tell the orphan benefit story five times a day, and, <coughs> and stop and think about it, if you're part-time and you want to go out here and you want to um, just write three orphan benefit plans a, a, month, a week at $30 a piece, that's $900 in, in premium, you know, that's about five, $600 in commission to you depending on your contract level. And that's a pretty, where can you go get a part-time job to make $500 and only have to work 12 hours a week to do it? So these are techniques, these are ways that you can be successful. And now, is it easy? I don't, I think so. You know, anybody you see with children or any grandparent, have your kids got orphan benefits? You know, they're going to look at you like the deer in the headlight. No, but they're going to be intrigued because they've never heard of it. They want to know more. And if you will go in and become very proficient at this, it's hard to not, not be successful. And I see that everyone on the line today does have a Forrester's number. So all of the information you need on those orphan benefits is on the Forrester's website. So you can log in, grab the information, uh, agent uh, uh, statements on how to, uh, on, on what exactly it means when they buy the uh, policy, what exactly the benefits are. You can order brochures and call Forrester's and order brochures about the orphan benefits to have them pass out, then you could order a stamp off of Vistaprint with your name and phone number and stamp that on the back of those brochures. And just one more thing of becoming a walking billboard. You know, Connie, is, is that you were talking there, 
how do you get in the mindset that this is important to you? Well, first off, you put yourself in the same position as the client. When you were younger and had children, if you really wanted to provide for their care in your absence and not even pay for their college but just give them a jump start to get in, you would need a quarter of a million dollar life insurance policy on yourself for each of the children you have in order to provide what these orphan benefits do. So if you're today a grandparent and you've got grandchildren and you would want your kids to have one of these, paint yourself into whatever picture that you, of the client you're going to be talking to and just look at how painful it would be for you if you were to suddenly inherit three of your sister's kids to raise. You know, you may not have a house big enough for it. You may not have a vehicle big enough for it. And you certainly don't have a savings account big enough to put three children through college, you know, in addition to your own. So these are things, if you can just paint yourself into that picture and look at what pain you would be experiencing, guys, that's going to make this a lot easier to do. I agree. Okay, so we um, let you know and group me about what we were going to do today on the call. And this is... Um, kind of an old um, system that we have learned years ago. It's tried and true, and we really would like you to take notes on these four things so that when you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about these four things. And also, if there's a time when you stumble, you don't reach your goal, this is how you analyze what you did for the week. Okay? All right, so there's four things. I'm going to give you those four things, and you can fill in the meat uh, as we give them. But the four things are resources, schedule, activity, and system. Okay? So to set up a good week, you've got to have resources. Dick, what resources did you use? Well, you have to have leads. Now, if you're in a position and you don't have leads, then you come up with a system that I just outlined with orphan benefits that either tailors what you're selling to either orphan benefits or foreclosure protection. So you have to have people to talk to. So those are your resources. The second resource after that is knowledge about a particular product. So if you've got those two things and you realize how important that would be for you to have at whatever stage in life you are, that's going to make it easier for you. Okay, and as you get more clients, you're going to have referrals. So using the Equus um, emergency contact system to get referrals is a great way to enhance your resources. Uh, Dick's going to talk a little bit about what he did last night with a client review. Um, as, you, uh, as your business grows and you reach the year mark of being with us, uh, being in the insurance business, then you, it's time to do client reviews, and that often brings about other resources, maybe not with that person, but when they see how much you care to come and do a client review, they're more likely to give you referrals. So number one on the list, you've got to have resources. Part-time, full-time, it doesn't matter. You have to have people to see, to talk to, to write business on. Um, the next thing you need to do is you, make, you need to make a schedule. Okay, part-time, full-time, it doesn't matter. You've got to have a schedule because if you don't manage your schedule, guess what? Someone will manage it for you. There will be dance recitals, piano uh, auditions. There will be all kinds of things for you to go to that will take precedence over your 
business. And if you've never been self-employed before, it's very easy to let those things creep in and take valuable time away from what you're trying to do with your family. Um, whether you use a paper planner or Google Calendar, there must be a schedule. If you are um, part-time, you want to make certain that you're scheduling your dial time. If you're full-time, you want to have those marked off on your calendar so nothing that creeps in. I know, Dick, you could say a lot about schedule. Well, when you use the word creeps in, that's that's a very accurate description, but you've got to make a decision today. What is more important to me? Is success in my career more important? If you had a job with, with IBM or Caterpillar or Procter & Gamble and your child had a, a dance recital at 2 o'clock on Friday, what are the probabilities? They're going to say, oh, I'll take the day off. Don't worry about it. No, they're not going to do that. Now, one of the good things about our job is we can put that into our schedule and by putting it into our schedule, I mean we can say, all right, this is, we would like to do that, but the cost is too high. When we first started our career, guys, there was no, there was no second option. You know, we were, or I, not we, Connie was committed to making sure the family was taken care of. I was committed to putting food on the table. And my youngest son laughs a lot. He still uses the phrase, some nights when I was on my way home, we'd talk about bringing the bacon home. And every once in a while, I'd say, well, Adam, I said, I, I'm bringing the whole pig tonight because I had a great day. But guys, when I was scheduled to run appointments, there was, there was no negotiation on that. That was the time when I had time scheduled to, uh, to dial and set appointments. That was non-negotiable. If Barry Clarkson back in those days called me, on a Monday evening at 8 o'clock, we didn't talk. I didn't talk to anybody because that was my dial time. If I had a bad session on Monday night because something crept in and took my time, then it was going to be a bad week. So get that mindset that schedule is going to be very important to you. That probably is the biggest reason most people don't make it in our industry. And it's pretty much a function of never having been self-employed, so not having that discipline. And discipline is a big part of it. That's why, folks, it's really uh, good to talk to your military friends because they have that discipline and often do very well at this business. So we've got resources, we're following the schedule, and then you want to put in the activity. So you can schedule all you want, but if you're not following through with the activity and, and managing that time, um, doing the activity that the schedule requires, okay, um, you just are probably not going to see the applications come that you want. And one thing we want to really emphasize here is that we're talking to any level. So for the person, like Dick said earlier, you just want to earn $500 a week. You still need resources, a schedule, activity, and a system in order to have this work for you. Isn't any different than, say, our top producers? You know, Lydia and Miguel um, manage their time to the minute. Yes, they have two girls who are very active in different things. And yes, they have a lot of family living near them and having activities. But they make certain that their business gets the time that it needs. And they're very, very good at that. And, you know, when you started that before you mentioned Lydia and Miguel, I thought, you know, yes, they will schedule 
the recitals and the things and the activities with the children, but what they do is they know what activity has to be done first or after, so that's scheduled around those special moments mm -hmm. with the children. We're not against special moments with children in any way, shape, or form, but we are real big on making sure if the activity is to go out and make 250 dials. Now, I don't want you calling at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when you know nobody's going to be home just to say I did 250 dials. You know, if Monday night is your night to call and you've got an activity, that's fine. Then schedule Tuesday at a time when people are going to be home. But the activity is the, one of the most important parts of what we do. Yeah, I've often heard it said, activity is king. If you lack in skill in any way, activity makes up for that. Sometimes we'll get a call from a new agent that says, you know, I'm really getting beat up on the phone. I've heard Dick this week several times talk to a specific person uh, about the phone. And, um, it, you know, in the beginning, it, it can be hard. But when you press through, the rewards are worth it. Okay, so we've got resources, your schedule, your activity, and the fourth thing that you must have is a system. I've heard Dick often talk about that three-legged stool, okay? When you're uh, doing something on a farm, milking a cow, a three-legged stool is very stable, okay? And in this business, your three-legged stool is kind of your system, okay? The Equus training is stellar, okay? Um, never in the 25 years of being in business have we had the type of training that Equus offers, all right? So that is all available on your Equus site. Um, we have uh, not only the Equus training, but they add uh, special segments, the uh, IULs, the annuities, the Latino uh, training that Equus has uh, offered. We also have final expense training. And guys, we got an update yesterday from Robert. Wow. Uh, he is really ramping up his business with the final expense program. Uh, Nick and J.B. Burns are seeing how important it is to follow their system. We think that, you know, when they came to Equus, they kind of, you know, pulled back a little bit on their system, but their system is what has worked for them for, what, 10 years? 10 years. Yeah, or more. And um, it is very important to follow that. Um, now, part of the Equus training is personal development. And we really want to kind of focus on that for just a few minutes. Dick talked about um, the you know, his favorite book, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. And I'm sure you all have a favorite book, but guys, don't get bogged down on one favorite book. Make certain that when that is complete, you're reading 15 to 20 minutes every day, that you're feeding your mind on positive um, information that can help your business. I talked to Marsha this morning. She had a three-hour drive ahead of her, and she told me exactly what she was listening to. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you've got to feed your mind, your soul with good stuff. Listening to um, the radio on the news every 15 minutes is pretty – you do that for three hours, you're pretty much a downer by the time you get wherever you're going. But you want to improve yourself. I don't think anyone has ever come to Equus as a 10, okay? It just – nobody is. 
okay? So we all have opportunities for personal development in different areas. Some of us, uh, you know, are better at certain things, and you want to tune in to a book that will help you in the area you need the most. If you have a question about that, if you're new to sales, give us a call. We have a book list. Um, we can send you the list. Uh, Equus has a book of the month each month that we go through and talk about. I have a lot of new agents say, oh, I'm going to get the audio book for um, Frank Betcher. You know what? Audio books are great, and we use them. But for that particular book, you want to have it in your hands. You want to feel the pages. You want to be able to highlight and mark. I know you can do that on um, uh, like a Kindle type um, where you read on your e-reader. But there's something about, ask any of our kids, there's something about being able to feel the pages. Um, you know, uh, teaching your kids to be readers is kind of my soapbox. Uh, so, you know, this is even more important to me. I'll never forget, I read the book, um, How I, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Read and Grow Rich. So you all know the, there's a book called Think and Grow Rich. Well, I read the book, Read and Grow Rich. And when I did, I realized that all my audio books were worth about half of what my paper copies or Kindle copies, um, e-copies could have been. Actually reading it and processing it through your brain, through visually, there's scientific uh, data that shows you get more out of it that way. So I encourage all of you, if you've not started a 15, 20-minute segment a day, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, during your coffee break, whatever works for you, put it in your schedule so you know that it's going to happen. Okay, Dick, you wanted to... I do. When we were in Columbus last weekend, I'm not sure who the person is. Uh, he came up to me and he said, I just want you to know, he said, I'm not sure how I got a hold of your podcast, and if I'm not supposed to have it, let me know. He said, but number 17... He said, that thing has made me so much money because no one else teaches on it. He said, I listen to that at least once a week to be a refresher. And then the one that Dave Crocker did on the IVR leads is another one. He said, I listen to that once a week. And he said, the four tables, the one that you did on the four tables, he said, that one changed my career. So these are things, and he said, Dick, he said, I don't listen to the radio. I only listen to podcasts and training from Equus on my way to my appointments. He said, it's that important to me. Right, and he is one of the most successful agents at Equus. He's always in the top 25 and often in the top 10. So um, just to recap, resources, schedule, activity, system, those will set up your week. Those will lead to success. We want to close out with uh, talking a little bit more about um, what uh, happened with Dick last night and uh, tell us how you brought home the bacon. Good. I wanted to share with you a very simple script. If you've been in the business any time at all and you've got some clients, this is something that can make you some money. I'm not going to say you have to do because I hate for people to tell me you have to do anything, but this is something that will make you some money. This has uh, resulted in about an hour of calling uh, on Saturday, which I just had a window of 50 minutes, so I was on the phone, and it went something like this. I'd get the client on the phone. I was calling existing clients. Uh, Hello, Mary. It's Dick Sylvester. It's been a while since we talked. 
uh, about your insurance coverage. I'm calling about your insurance review. I didn't ask them if they wanted one. I didn't tell them what we were going to talk about. I just said, I'm calling about your insurance review. I have openings on Monday and Tuesday. Do you prefer afternoon or evening? Her comment was late afternoon. I said, do you prefer Monday or Tuesday? And she said, Monday would be better. Uh, I said, 5, 5.30, sound good? She said, that would be perfect. Okay, so I had the appointment. How did I prepare for that? Because everyone's going to be a little different. I'm going to walk you literally through the process that I went through. And every one of you right now, if you've got 50 to 100 or 200 clients, you guys, there's a treasure trove right there. So how did I prepare, prepare, for this, prepare for this case? Pulled out the file, looked at the coverage I had sold them, and reviewed what they already had. Uh, that was all on the application because we're required to list their current coverages. So once I had that information, then I looked at their age. And uh, because of their age, I had to sell them a 15-year term because that's all they qualified for. Well, they have 11 years left on their 15-year term. His runs out at age 77. Hers runs out at 76. And I literally put that on a page. Um, and I said, you know, I think we can agree because they have to have this coverage for 15 years because if he dies or she dies, either one, during that 15-year window, the survivor loses the house. So replacing that is not an option. All right? So we, we both, all three of us agreed they really need this coverage for the next 11 years. But I said, and we had 100000 for him and 50000 for her. She's actually retired from the government and has some coverage from the government and even actually a, a burial plan. So I pointed that out to him. Then I pointed out, I said, at age 77, I said, what are you thinking about for something for, for burial? And they said, well, we, have, we don't have anything in place. I said, well, is this important to you? And he says, yes, you know, without any other debate at all. And they both agreed that that was enough. Now, she actually has a $10,000 permanent plan from the government, and I knew that, and I pointed that out to her. But I asked her, I said, you know, uh, Antoinette, would you like to have just a little bit extra? She said, yes, I would. So I had already prepared for them, based on their age, a $10,000, a $15,000, and a $20,000 whole life. If you've had me strategize cases before, you've heard me say this and Hundreds of times, I always go that direction. If they choose the 20000 I always tell them, now you actually might qualify for a little more if you want it, but I don't show them 35 or 40000 because that might be beyond their budget. Ten to 15000 20000 usually will fall within the budget guidelines. So we established in this case uh, what was more important than anything else. You know, the most important thing was them keeping the coverage they had. Now, why did I focus on that so much? Because that gave me credibility. I wasn't out here just trying to make a sale. I was literally trying to make sure we had their interest at heart, their best interest at heart, and their best interest is we got to keep this mortgage protection. Well, then I asked him, I said, well, what does life look like when this current coverage ends? And it wasn't good because she really couldn't afford a funeral on him, on her income, and her $10,000, if she lives another 10 to 15 years, may not be enough coverage 
to bury her. So let's go back to the prices. 15000 for him was $92.73 a month, and 15000 for her was sixty-five sixteen. That was already pre-filled out on a worksheet, so she could look at that and immediately knew what the payment was. They didn't have to sit there and watch me figure the rates. Boom. Her comment was, she says, we can do that 15000 for him, and let's do 15000 for me. Well, guess what? That equals $3 a day for him and $2 a day for her. Now, if there had been any hiccups along the way, I would have pointed out, I said, you know, for $3 a day, we can make sure you don't have to worry about that expense, you know, when it comes. And for you, it's $2 a day. Now, as it turns out, they jumped on it before I had to go there. So that $2 and the $3 a day is for your benefit uh, on the call today. Now, if he dies, she can use the entire $100,000 term policy in place to cover mortgage, and she doesn't have to take anything at all out of that for his funeral. That was important to her. Vice versa, it was important to him that he has $50,000 to make house payments on the house you know, and doesn't have to use any of that uh, for her funeral. He'll also have that little bit that comes from the government, which is why we only did 50000 for her when we started originally because she had some <coughs> – she just didn't know how much. Now, I'm sharing this with you in a blow-by-blow detail because it gives you a chance to start thinking, how can I help my clients? Now, when you call to do the insurance review, don't go over anything. I've just called to do a review. That's all. And then you're going to call me if you need to, and say, Dick, this is what I sold them, this is what they do, and we're going to put together a strategy to see whether or not we should add a little more term insurance to what they've got if they're younger, because a lot of times they took out half the mortgage amount when they bought. Things have changed. They paid a couple of bills off. Now they might want to add another 25 or 50% more to that in terms of term coverage, or they might want to add some now with um, – living benefits with return of premium. You may have sold them a plan when they bought originally for half the mortgage uh, with return of premium that doesn't have living benefits. Now you can go in and do another fifty dollars or $75,000 with the foreclosure protection to it. So, you know, we'll, we'll strategize through the case. Now, uh, I mentioned while I was there some other products, Connie, that we offer. These guys are obviously grandparents. So I mentioned the foreclosure protection benefits for their 45-year-old daughter. I said, if your daughter should get cancer, stroke, or heart attack and beat it, but she can't work for six months to a year, I said, who's going to make your daughter's mortgage payment? And this woman got that deer in the headlights look on her face. She says, we couldn't. I said, we probably should talk about foreclosure protection benefits for her. And I said, now have you got grandchildren? She says, well, my granddaughter has a baby. Who would raise the baby? And I went right into orphan benefits. So I've got two referrals out of this for specific products, foreclosure protection and orphan benefits. Now, if you've been doing business for any period of time at all, guys, this is a great way to go back and pick up an extra sale or two each week with people. And more times than not, when you've done that because you're introducing orphan benefits, 
I don't care how old they are or how young they are, you still talk about orphan benefits after the sale's made because they may have somebody that needs them. You'll also talk about foreclosure protection. They'll have somebody that needs it. That's going to lead to more referrals. So now when we're talking about their review, if they challenge you at all uh, on the phone, well, I'm not sure I need a review. But what we try to do is uh, – you know, we make sure the beneficiaries are accurate, the contingent beneficiaries, make sure nothing's changed, look and see if they uh, were tobacco users before. This guy was, but he had quit a year beforehand, so I didn't have to go there with tobacco. But these are just different things that you can focus in on, on why you need to review their policies they have. And uh, if they're young enough, then you want to do a review to see if they qualify for for foreclosure protection right now. So these are different ways that you, if, if you get a challenge, this one went well. Yep, she just agreed to see me for a, a review, and it was great. But if they don't, I want to prepare you on how you overcome some of that. That was awesome, Dick. Thank you so much. And I want to add there's several people on the call today who are literally brand new and have written, you know, maybe five or six, you know, uh, clients, and so a good way for them to do re- would be review would be with their warm market people, just friends. You know, do your friends have insurance? Well, if they don't, obviously they need some, and if they do, you might want to do a review with them, not only for their benefit, because it would be a benefit to get uh, the living benefits foreclosure protection, uh, but it also is great practice for you, and who knows, it might result in a sale, all part of the learning experience. So, um, we hope that you will take that information and use it. 